You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to No Credentials Required, episode 46, brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. We're going to get into the Friends with Ryan interview with Tim Capper in just a moment. But before I do that, just want to remind you to go to our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. Then finally on YouTube, search for No Credentials Required, hit subscribe, hit the notification bell when short interviews come up, when clips clips from the podcast come up, or any shorts I record come up, you'll be notified of them. Also want to remind you on the audio side, subscribe to the podcast, also leave a review, and you can do that on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, Podchaser, basically anywhere you find podcasts. That includes Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. Leave a rating. Five stars is always preferred. And leave a review. Maybe I'll read it on the air sometime. Before I get into this episode with Tim Capper, just want to first remind you about our friends from Johnstone Supply at Godzilla Media. Johnstone Supply in Troy. The final few months of 2021 are here, and that means the holidays are approaching. Make sure your home is safe and warm this season. Thanks to Johnstone Supply in Troy. 
The Goodman Furnaces are now in stock. Goodman Furnaces are not only made in America, but they're also a perfect blend of efficiency and dependability for wherever you may live. Don't forget to clean out your air filters before your friends and family visit this season. Find out about ways to purify the air in your home and to adjust your air filters before the big holiday events by connecting with John Stowe Supply in Troy. Visit them on 6th Avenue in Troy from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. or call them at 518-272-5922. Whether it's George, Tom, Kev, or James, the crew will be there to offer you the best recommendations for this season. Call them today to get the best advice on how to prepare your home for the snow and change your boilers or furnace. Call Johnstone Supply in Troy at 518-272-5922 or leave them a comment at facebook.com forward slash Johnstone Supply Troy, New York. And with that being said, here is Friends with Ryan featuring Tim Capper. And welcome to Friends with Ryan. This is the long-form interview portion of the No Credentials Required podcast. Usually releases midweek on Wednesdays or Thursdays. Tonight's guest, tonight's guest is my friend Tim Capper. Tim hails from the Great White North in Montreal, Quebec. And he is a giant, he's a big CFL fan. He's also a big arena football fan. If you didn't know, he's actually the founder. And uh, he's a founder of arenafan.com. He's also co-host of the Alouettes Flight Deck podcast, which is a weekly podcast focused on the Montreal Alouettes CFL football team, which happens to be my favorite CFL team. (laughs) So I'm happy to bring in my friend, Tim Capper. Tim, how are we doing tonight? Hey, how are you? Good to be here. I'm doing just great. (laughs) Got to make one correction, though. I'm not the founder of Arena. Oh, that's, oh, you're not that's, Joe, that, that's Joe. That's that's goes to my longtime friend Joe Kaufman, and then oh, uh, okay. to um, uh, he's since changed names. I'm not joking. No, no, this is not a this is not a rib. Uh, his name was Kevin. She- his name was Kevin Scheller, and he's now going by Zane something. Anyways, pro wrestler, hey. actor. No, he, he I think he got into uh public speaking and to hmm. uh I don't know much about it, but I mean it's public speaking and trying to make your life better and potentially rocks and <laughs> that's uh, you know what I'm saying. It's you know, oh. crystals and crystals and stuff. You know, oh no. You know, <laughs> yeah, p- potentially, potentially. But as I said, I have to give props or props are due. Fair enough, fair enough. But you are the host of the AFL of AFL tonight, uh, that podcast from way back when. Way back and, when, and then uh, you have the other the his, basically the, the history of the AFL now uh, with the uh, A- A- with with the AFL AFL Rewind AFL Rewind cur- cur- currently in cur- currently in hiatus, but I'm trying to get it back up and running again. Okay, all right. So let's start from the way way beginning. So let's go back to. Uh, Go back to your 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 childhood days and who and what developed your love for the game of football. Who was your teams then? Who would who were your teams growing up? Which which players did you love? Where did that love of football come from? I don't remember really where it started, to be honest with you. I mean, I do know for some reason my team always from day one was the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I don't, I don't, I mean, even though at the time I was living in the U S at the time, but it's, 
I, I really don't know why I, I picked the Steelers as my as my favorite team. It, it, it wasn't a bandwagon thing. I mean, I was a young kid. Uh, maybe because it had to do with you know Frank O'Harris and Terry Bradshaw and and because you know mm-hmm. did I know that they had won a Super Bowl potentially I I don't know <laughs> but I mean <laughs> but, but but it's yeah I mean I didn't have a local team to root for at the time I mean I had a call it my favorite college team which is the Alabama Crimson Tide and yeah I mean I, I don't remember where. It you know it, what happened day one. I never played football. I've always been a sports nut though. I've, so I, I could go out and play football with my friends and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I just don't know in particular where it actually where the whole thing started. Because I mean I know it's not much of a story, but I mean it's <laughs> it that's you know it's just a off kid, point. <laughs> yeah, it, it just happened to pick it up, and you know from there it it just it grew from what it is till, till now. So I mean, all those years later, <laughs> all those years later. Yeah. Uh, but so where did your love for the Canadian game come from? Because you you, you said you're, you're, you were living in Alabama at the time. Yeah. When you were a kid uh, with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the and the roll damn tide. Yeah. Uh, so how does the Canadian football come into play? I knew. Well, the funny thing is I knew of the team. I mean, born in Montreal, I knew of the team. Um, I, I did not really know that much about the CFL until I got a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, came up to Montreal uh, before moving up here, visiting some family, and I went to the to the Olympic Stadium and did a stadium tour. Mm-hmm. And the thing I remember specifically is no roof on the stadium at that time, no tower had been built at that time, mm-hmm. but the, the concords were around. It wasn't the Owls at the time; it was the Concord. So you yep. you you, ha- you have you have your gauge right there of when I came up, anywhere between mm-hmm. eighty two and eighty two and eighty uh, eighty eighty five. Yeah. I, yeah, in '85. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, my love for them really got, I guess, since I came back, and then it was, you know, came back to, you know, after high school, coming back in uh, uh, the late '80s, and from there, you know, living through the uh, um, the, the CFL USA experiment, I guess we'll call it. And, yeah, let's call it that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then once we able to have a team, you know, once we heard that they were going to have a team, the Baltimore Stallions moving here to, to Montreal, I said, you know what? I'm going to get season tickets. I thought about getting season tickets. I went the first year and I didn't get season tickets until 1997. So mm. but from, from, from there, it's, you know, it's been CFL, CFL. I mean, that, I, I'm, I'm proud to be a season ticket holder. I mean, you know, it's not the NFL. Mm. No big deal. I mean, it's, I don't no. have a team that, team that's really technically that close to me so but uh yeah from there it's uh yeah there arena it's I, I like football in general i like football in general so i mean it's it just happened to be that wasn't the cfl at first so i, I, I can right. actually say that interesting interesting now did you did, did you root for a team when there wasn't a team in montreal at the time or did you just watch the games watch the watch the saturday games watch whichever game of the week there was on uh was it cbc tsn uh, no tsn wasn't around tsn wasn't doing it back then. tsn only came out came around in the in the late 80s um so it would have been cbc and ctv um because mm. I, I know i know at one point see they had a, a canadian football network yep and, and yep. i think it was I've, seen, I've seen those youtube videos <laughs> yeah yeah i think it was on ctv and cbc but i think cbc was the main controlling um network at that time 
Mm-hmm. So I, to be honest with you, didn't watch many. <laughs> I don't remember watching many <laughs> games. Uh, maybe, okay. maybe a few of the gray cups and stuff like that, but I didn't go out of my way to watch CFL football as I do these days. So okay. it's kind of, kind of, kind of like with the arena league where, I mean, actually that's completely different. That's completely different. I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't have a team. I would we'll get, it anyway. we'll get to that. We'll I get know. to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 1997 comes along, you buy, get season tickets. Is that the year they transitioned from Olympic Stadium to Percival? Yeah, for the, it was actually, yeah, it was, it was. And I mean, for me, it goes back oh. to 96. Because even though I wasn't a season ticket holder, I was there mm-hmm. near the Bell Center, um, uh, the corner of Mountain and, and uh, De La Gosha Chair, where mm-hmm. their launch for their logo back then was done on the side of a building. It was painted on the side of a building. Uh, I, w- I went during lunch, you know, I <laughs> worked down, I worked downtown. I was able to make it downtown to, to the, to the uh, event, saw them unveil the the logo. And uh, from there it's, you know, as I said, it's, it's, it's been a, a love fest ever since. So it's um, yeah. And then, yeah, the transition over. And I've always said that for those of you who don't know the reason why the Yalowitz made the transition, had to make the transition from the big O to Percival Molson was because there was a scheduling conflict uh, with the semifinal, the Eastern semifinal, and a U2 concert. <laughs> so Montreal football lore and Alouette's history can thank U2 for actually having that scheduled game there because they wouldn't have had to move to Percival Molson for that one playoff game, and then they since have been there since, uh, since 97. So uh, we can thank <laughs> the history of the... Most recent incarnation of the Alouettes, uh, very much so to to the to the band you two. And and to be perfectly honest, Tim, what, do you think the Alouettes would have survived if they stayed at Olympic Stadium? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Not even. Not even. I don't even have. I don't even have to think about it. I, I mean, my I've always said, in my opinion, no, no, I don't think they would because if you saw, I wasn't very happy with the ownership at that time for, for ninety six. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Bob Wett and all to come in and uh, take over the team, um, yeah, they, they wouldn't exist. They wouldn't because they were just they, they were drawing garbage crowds. They were hmm. I mean, not as bad as what the Argos currently are at BMO, but but hmm. still, uh, yeah, they were they were they were drawing less than ten thousand per game in in a sixty thousand seat stadium at the Olympic Stadium. No, <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, let's let's fast forward just a little bit to 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 arena. Let's, let's switch topics to arena football. So, how did you get involved with arena football? Who 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 was your first? What was your first game? Who who was that? Which team was your first game? And how did that? Uh, how did the love for arena football start with you? Well, my love for arena football actually may have started like many of it. Many fans did when they happened to catch the game on uh, on you know late night tape delayed ESPN. Back in the mm-hmm. back in the late eighties, you know, with the league yep. starting in in eighty seven, I I started following in. It's funny, I hadn't seen a game, but I was I was following it in USA Today because USA Today at that time was the best place to you know catch up on all the other sports standings. I guess we could say yes. because yeah, so that's where I really caught it. And I I remember the I don't actually remember the first game that I caught on ESPN, um, but I had the you know it's funny. I go back and I check all the history when I was down there. So many games I could have gone to and didn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the exhibition games that, that, that I kind of could have gone to see, but I didn't. 
Uh, but for me, when I moved up to Montreal, I had the best chance of hearing that, you know, the uh, Albany, New York had a team. A couple of friends of mine went down uh, in uh, 1993 mm -hmm. to uh, to see the the um, to the Firebirds play the uh, the uh, Miami Hooters. The Hooters. Um, <laughs> yes, the Hooters. Um, <laughs> and over the what was then the Knickerbocker Arena. Yep. And uh, from there, that's that's really where the love fest started and for for the arena football um i don't know what it's like these days within other fans in indoor football and their first experience with with the leagues you know whether it be the ifl or the nal or whatever it may be mm -hmm. um but I, I will always remember the first time walking into knickerbocker arena and uh walking through if anybody's been to the nick no uh, or to what was pepsi or what is it time time senior center now actually um, they they announced today the new name change there's another no. name change now because the times union center yes it's now going to be known as uh, as of january 1st it would now be known as mvp arena uh mvp which is the health insurance company <laughs> okay. they bought the naming rights yeah Okay, at least so it stays, I, it's, let's just stay local, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that means now I've lived through four incarnations of a name change. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, if anybody's been to the to the arena, because I don't know if any other arenas do this, but I mean, you walk through, and you you know the arena quite well, Ryan. So it's you're walking through it, and you Way walk too familiar. Through, yeah, you walk <laughs> through a curtain. You literally got to push the curtain aside. Yeah, uh, and, and that's the first thing I remember is pushing through the curtain. And seeing the uh, the net and rebound net you know system for the very first time and just mm -hmm. yeah that's iconic iconic yeah, it, it's iconic and that's what I remember the most and um, yeah from there I I made I made the trip many 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 a time from from Montreal <laughs> down to, down to Albany to see a game so it's uh, uh, yeah it's Albany was my first team. Albany was was my first team, and it, you know it's um, my history. It's funny, funny enough. Begin uh, it began and it ended in Albany. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Were you there for Arena Bowl '99? I was. So was I. Yeah, I was <laughs> there. I was. I was. I was there. I think that was the first year. Even though I didn't, you know, not living there, I bought. Uh, I think tickets to the the, the, the semifinal was was it Arizona. Arizona. It was Arizona. It was Arizona. Mm -hmm. Getting revenge on them from a couple of years prior. Yeah, and I I bought ninety four from ninety four. Yep, from yeah, revenge from ninety four. As soon as they, as soon as they they won, I stood in line and bought tickets to the Arena Bowl. I was coming back the next week, so I, I was there upper deck. I always like sitting in the upper deck. By the way. Okay, I, I was like in one say, of the. I was I was right behind one of the uh, one of the rebound nets. Uh, okay, in the, I can't. You know, in, it's in, funny. In most most of your indoor fan or, or uh, arena football league fans, I guess they had their most favorite places to sit. I guess because mm -hmm. I had sat upstairs so much, and I I'd been in uh, uh you know section I think it was, was it two hundred five is media, and sitting up there as yep. few times as I did. I was like sitting in the upper deck. I, I I only sat once in the end zone for uh, for a arena bowl. That was in New Orleans a few years later. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I I always sat in the upper deck because I felt like I felt that was the the best way to to see a game. Yeah, I've I've sat down below a little bit later in life, but I mean, it's to me, I yeah. always like sitting sitting in the upper deck. Is that true for other games too, like a CFL game or an NFL game? I can't like stand the end zones. Everything can't stand the end zones. <laughs> 
can't stand the ends. I mean, the the two games. Uh, oh, I'm in the, uh, the up, I'm in the upper part of the uh, of the of the bowl. Oh, I mean. um, no, I always tried to get them almost in the exact same spot. I mean, mm-hmm. as I said, I think in 2018, I sat down below, same thing, like at the 20 yard line or something like that, or mm-hmm. whatever it was, to just to because I could, and I was like, <laughs> okay, the, the seats are the, these seats are cool, but I just mm-hmm. felt that at that time. Sitting up above, I felt I got the look of everything. It was kind of like watching it on TV, kind of not, but you got to look at yeah. the entire field. Yeah. As small as it now, was. Yeah. So let's go, go shift them back over to, I mean, actually, I just want to ask you a little bit more about arena football. So what is your, we'll go back to the day that the arena football league announced the first time around, the second time around, this was kind of, Making it permanent that the league was was bankrupt was declaring bankruptcy and basically it's not coming back. You mean the uh, fourth time around? The, the fourth time. Well, the fourth know, technically time the fourth right time around. Yeah. <laughs> the fourth time around. But I remember listening to AFL tonight, and I remember your reaction and John's reaction and Ben's reaction. But is it is it is there still kind of a missing? I don't know, do, you, do you still do you miss it? All, do you miss it? All, I mean, I, I know what the answer is, but I do. Do you I, miss having to the 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 feeling of the, uh, the arena football together to are you oh i do i really miss yeah. it because i mean i was i was i was a lifer i mean as many people are with many sports you know especially you know, like in the states stuff like how they are with college football and uh, college mm-hmm. basketball high school football and, and stuff like that i was a lifer for this league yeah. you know i i spent 20 years podcasting on this league um promoting the league being an ambassador for the league even though i was in i lived in a country didn't have it that didn't have a team for all but two you know for all the seasons except for two so i I do miss this league i mean it went through many changes good and bad and you know i'm i remember all of our reactions hearing that the first you know first they were suspending operations in the local cities and then then the the final nail dropping and it's just a matter of you know if it came back, would it be the same? I don't know, but I mean, right now, it it, it, it history is what it currently is. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I dearly miss this game because I met so many great people, players. What's that? And, hmm? I was getting to that. That's my next question. What What do you miss most about the about the Arena Football League? The Arena Football family, really, because mm-hmm. I, it's you know, and these days you really are meeting people just online, and I've met a ton of yeah. people that I met first online and then I only then I met them for the first time in person at a game at a playoff um whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss the game, I miss the players, I miss the the interactivity, I miss the you know being able to to you know, just be be able to be on the field and just talk everyday thing with whether it be a fan or a player or or, or a coach or, or whatever it may be. You know, you can talk to your star it's yep. just i i mean the cfl is so kind of similar to that but i mean it's that i think that's that's what i really miss about the about the arena football league is it's family i mean it's it's so many years and so much history and it, it you know i can only imagine what it's like for other people who you know who were lifers to say for the usfl or lifers for the uh north american soccer league or the missile or, or, or stuff like that yeah so it's yeah i i missed i missed the game I really do, but I miss people too. So. Yeah, we miss you down here at the arena. <laughs> I hope to come down. I, I, I yeah. don't. I, 
I hope to yeah. come down for an NAL game. I, it, but obviously, with the you know with the COVID situation and the way that the borders were, it, it wasn't feasible. So it's very mm-hmm. potential. I'll I'll make it down for my first my first NAL game uh, in uh, in 2022. Did you hear that they that the NAL is switching over to, to uh, Iron Man rules again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. Some, I, I have. I'll be honest. I have trepidations about it. I, you know, there are rumors about whether they're true or not that, you know, the Arena Football League, you know, was trying, possibly making a comeback in, in 2022. Possibly going with the Iron Man idea also. So it mm-hmm. makes me, want, I, I said this and I, I could be totally off base with this, but my thought is them switching first to the Iron Man rules, while it may not be good for the players, I think they're just trying to do it to stay one step ahead. If that is the case, if the, if the arena football league comes back in its original form, hmm. only time will tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, we're going back to days technically where, where there are no unions. There's no uh, official unions. There's no, well, I'll have to see because you know, every, uh, the NAL was not paying as I don't think they're paying on par to what they would be in the in the AFL. No, I I, I think I I don't I, know if you read the article that uh, that, that Tommy Grady was very unhappy mm-hmm. with the situation this past year. Yeah, Albany, no, matter, no matter what the uh, Empire uh, ownership and the league said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess he was silence, very. He said, silence says it all. <laughs> Silence says it all, but uh, he was very unhappy with the, the the facilities and the and the pay, and he had mm-hmm. been paid his playoff bonus or his championship mm-hmm. bonus. So I don't know. It's a it's a weird situation. I know the yeah. team president personally, so I have to just talk. You have to talk. You have to talk to him about it. But um, but it's just, it's really and there are always two situation. sides to a story. There's always two sides, which I, which I fully understand. Absolutely. I mean, like I said I could be totally off kilter on on what I'm thinking and stuff like that, but. You know, when, you know, you go through so many years of knowing some people on the inside when it came to the Arena Football League and you knew, mm-hmm. you, you knew things were sometimes not on the up and up. And, but again, it's always two sides. So that's absolutely true. Absolutely and you always have true. to give them a fair shot. Always give them a fair shot, which I fully yes. understand. So, yes, I agree. So let's fast forward a little bit more to 2001 Grey Cup in Montreal. And unbeknownst to each other, <laughs> there there was this uh, there was this game of of there was this game before the game. It was a uh, it was the snowball, and I can't remember the gentleman's name who put it together. It was done. Wasn't it done on this? It was fifty five yard line. The, the CFL. I can't remember which website I thought it was. It was. The, I always thought it was fifty five or CFL fifty five yard line or fifty five yardline.com or some something to that yeah i i can't remember the exact name of the website but i know i remember like the gentleman who put together uh i think it was from saskatchewan his name, first name was jim i can't remember his last name though no so he puts remember. together this he this is the second i think it was the second or third time they this group of fans from the internet just decided to meet at one field meet at a field and just play a game of 12 on 12 uh, touch football touch football it was touch. It was touch. As far as I remember, yeah. I think it was touch. It wasn't flag football. Yeah, it was one, it hand, it was one hand. T- it was one hand touch. Yeah, and it wasn't tackle. So no, it wasn't tackle. 
but unbeknownst to each other, and I said I said some something on Twitter a couple of years ago, and then you reached out to me and said you were at that game. And I said, <laughs> Yeah, I was at that game. So so total hysterical thing before we actually knew each other, we actually kind of we, we played in the same team. <laughs> I think we did. Yeah. At that at that year, the East, yeah, the East was wearing uh white. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner because they always I thought it was dark, those dark colors i thought i was wearing my white uh mike pinkle jersey i had to pick up a jersey before the game so i picked up i went to a, a uh just a ram sports store on was it st catherine or one of those avenues they i picked up a curse martin jersey because it was right after 9 11 I had to pick up something in New York, and Jets were my team, so I picked okay. up a curse martin jersey and i wore that to the game but I remember, I remember getting totally. We we got we got we got absolutely killed. Yeah, we got yeah we got destroyed that game. I, I do remember we that. We got totally destroyed. But it was a fun experience, and like, but two thousand one, Great Cups back in Montreal. Uh, Montreal didn't go to the Great Cup, unfortunately, and lost in the semifinal to Hamilton. But, but for me as a spectator, I'll I'll write an article about this on on Belly Up in a, in a day or in about a week or so because it's coming up in the twenty year anniversary. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Whew, we're we're old, uh, <laughs> but having the great what was it like having the Great Cup back in Montreal after such a long absence? Because before that, what, what was the last time they they hosted the Great Cup? Was it was it eighty one? God, I have to go or, back and check. Yeah, because I remember I know they hosted in seventy seven. I I've watched the videos on that, but I thought they hosted in eighty one when Ottawa and Edmonton played. If I'm not mistaken. I, I, but, again, I, I have to go back and check. Go but back and check. going back to my question, what was yeah. like? What was the experience for you, Tim? Like for to have the Great Cup, the big, which is basically the Super Bowl for for CFL. If for yeah, those yeah. of you who don't follow the CFL, or as some people call it, the Grand National Drunk. Uh, what was it, as for as you an Alouettes fan? What was it like having the Great Cup back in your city? That was my first. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and the team had only returned in 96. Right. Um, you know, it was it was before, I'm trying to think of nice, 2001. It was before I really had done what I ended up doing at many of the Arena Bowls, which is the Arena Football League Championship. Yeah. Um, you know, it didn't take, I remember we had, there is a, you know, there's a, a fan get together there there's a you know thing downtown it's uh a festival that is done you know very well known in the cfl uh where was it that year was it downtown 
I'm trying to remember if it was, that one was downtown. Most likely it was, but um, yeah, because the Great Cup Fan Fest, right? And all yeah. those, all these uh, big things happening. I think it actually, yeah, I think it was at Plastic Canada also that year. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, because I know when they came back, I think it was in Plast- uh, also Plastic Canada. But anyways, mm-hmm. no, I, I, you know, it was just it, it was something new that I had not, uh, you know, that I had not, uh, I hadn't experienced before. So it was just mm-hmm. a matter of being able to there and just take it in because it said the only arena bowl I'd been to was my team was in it. And this is the first time that I went to a game where, you know, my team wasn't. So it, mm-hmm. it was a totally, totally different experience, but still it's fun. But, you know, you could see, I could say I, I've been doing, you know, I think I've now been to five gray cups. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a lot of the people who've been to, you know, many, 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 many more than I have. Um, but still, it's just an experience in itself. Just to, you know, not like the Super Bowl in any way, shape, or form. In no. any way, shape, or form, uh, no. it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot closer. Uh, the fan bases get together. Doesn't matter what team you're you're rooting for, or uh, or you do re- root for. You know, we're all they're all there for just one giant party. Yes, and as I said, it's yeah. not like it's not like the Super Bowl. The Grey Cup is not corporate in any way, shape, or form. No, no. I, I hope it doesn't change. Hope it doesn't change that. I haven't been my only great cups. And actually, funny, funny story. My first professional football game outside of arena football was the 01 Great Cup. Huh. I, I I hadn't been to an NFL game. I wanted to see what the game was like. You know, being a being a football fan, period. Myself, like 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 you are, Tim. I, I wanted to see a live game in Canada. I just to see what it's like. And I'm only a three and a half hour drive from. Mm-hmm. Where I lived, where I lived at the time, uh, in Waterford, but I just wanted to experience it for myself. And it was just funny that it happened to be uh, the Grey Cup. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like it's like having a, a Cuban as your first cigar. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, well, you know, your very first game that you, you go to and you paid whatever you did at that time, a hundred plus, whatever you was- paid. I think it was it was like seventy five US if I'm not mistaken. It was like hundred one oh two it was hundred and two dollars and fifty cents Canadian. That's not bad. Where were your seats? Uh my uh, seats uh, were in the lower bowl. Uh, end zone? Uh nope. I think twenty five or twenty yard line. Better better than better than what my seats were. <laughs> <laughs> I, did I I'm trying to remember if I upgraded because I hated my seats. I hated my seats the big up. When mm. when we were over there, I hated my my seats because they were in the they're they're not like where, where I currently am now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I upgraded. I think both both of the gray cups I've been, I upgraded to the upper upper deck. Okay, so I was sitting in okay. the upper deck. Yeah, I was on the lower lower bowl. Uh, I think on the twenty yard line. Um, but I just that was my first experience, and it was a fun experience because get to talk to other fans, I got mm-hmm. to see the live game, see what the game actually looks like up close and personal, rather than on TV. And it was uh, for me, it was fun. Uh, it's something it's something I will I'll never I won't forget. And my second great cup was in Ottawa, and that was it was all right. It wasn't yeah. wasn't Montreal, <laughs> no. Um, but it was still a fun game. I actually sat I actually sat in the upper so, deck of what was Frank Clair Stadium. Now the TD. Okay, so about to say you TD went to, you went during the Renegade years. Yes. Yep. Okay. So I was about to say no. if you if you and I were both at the Great Cup in Ottawa a few years back, that would have been even funnier. And we knew <laughs> each, and we knew each other, so <laughs> didn't go. To Which that is one. actually. No, I didn't go to that one. I went to I went to 01 and 04. It was the only two gay cups I've been gray cups I've been to. Uh, but also it's funny that I also wrote for I also wrote for Arena Fan for a while. Yes. Um, when yeah. I covered the uh conquest. 
I I had season tickets. I had season tickets for that, and it's where we crossed paths again, which is so damn. And when we crossed paths, just didn't know, <laughs> didn't totally know each other. But we didn't actually officially meet me until 2018. Yeah, for the Albany Empire. I mean, for me, having the all, all, arena football back in Albany, arena like true arena football. I agree. Not AF two, not NAL or IFL, but having the true arena football league back in Albany was such a such a fun experience for me and for, I, I imagine for you it was probably also a great experience Tim what yeah. was it like being what was it like being back in Albany 18 years after their last oh, I game know. I know <sighs> it was so much I mean obviously the circumstances were different the league was different but but still yeah. it's just just it, it being back arena football being back in a city where it never should have really left at mm. all I mean, I understand this. I understand the circumstances and what Glenn Missoula had to do. I fully get that. I, I mean, people, I'm sure, are just as, you know, in in Des Moines are just as uh, or just as upset when they moved the team to you know to, to Long Island. Um, but yeah, it was it was just it, it's where it needed to be, you know. And not only that, you know, the league came to their senses and they brought back Ari Wolf. They brought back Seth Bonner. They brought back some of the guys that we that we saw play you know, on their, on their, through their TV network and stuff like that, and CBS sports network and stuff like that. So it was, it, it was, it was a return to what it should have the way that it was. And that's, mm-hmm. that's why it was just so much fun. It really, really was. I mean, it's uh, sure. I was in a different, you know, where I was media at the time I was, I was a fan, but I was more media this time around, but still it was having arena football back in Albany. I think it was the best for the city yeah, uh, I, I wish it would have lasted longer than it did, but yeah. um, again, uh, for it to end up in Albany when the league folded, uh, it, it couldn't have couldn't have happened uh, in any better city. So, agreed. I, I, I'm I'm impartial because I live in Albany, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I I absolutely agree. I I, I wish they would have stayed longer. We've got the NAL. For me, it was, I mean, it was, it was great to cover the team when the when it was when when a local businessman bought the rights, intellectual properties, logos, all that stuff for the for the empire. It's great to have him back, but it was just it just didn't. I don't know. I mean, it's not to not to not to bash the NAL, but no, just you're not. Feel, no, you're not. Just but, didn't just just didn't have the the same feel. Maybe it was just because it was a COVID year. We didn't have the, as many people in the in the stands. Well, that's that's we the question I was going to ask you. When it came to the COVID, do you think mm-hmm. because everybody knows once the once the Firebirds left originally and moved yep. to Indianapolis, you mm-hmm. saw what the crowds were like when it came to the to the conquest. They didn't break 10,000 people once no. in their existence. No. And COVID aside, do you think that uh, it would have been the same? In my opinion, just looking at history, you know, fans have to get used to a somewhat newer game it's just it basically is arena football without the nets that's basically what it is right right no i i totally agree with that i remember the one game they almost ran out of football because they kept going into the stands in the kickoff or got thrown into the crowd i think it was mm-hmm. first the first game against carolina carolina they almost ran out of football it's crazy but no i mean but 2022 i think will be a, a better year to gauge yeah i, uh, I agree fan, I fan agree. interest at the, it'll, it'll MV, at the MVP, what do you say? MVP arena? And the MVP arena. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird to say. 
It's going to be really, really weird to say. I mean, it was weird saying Pepsi Arena when it changed from Knickerbocker Arena. It was very, it was weird when it changed from Times Union Center, from time from Pepsi Arena, Times Union Center, not from Times Union Center to MVP Arena. But it's. I think we all just call it the Nick, anyways, don't we? Absolutely. Oh, of course, of course. (laughs) Any anyone who grew up in that era, we're called. We're always going to call it the Nick. It's not. It's like it's like calling uh, Roger Center Sky Dome in Toronto. I'll always call it Sky Dome. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> always all right so we'll we'll, we'll dig, dig into this last topic before i before i let you go tim so let's talk about the cfl I'll get to something a little bit happier i guess because this is, say the cfl being back it, it missed out in 2020 because of the pandemic uh it comes back in 2021 or did you kind of fear that there weren't wasn't going to be a season or you just kind of knew you, you kind of knew that there's going to be one I've always, I've always been, I was always hopeful that there was going mm-hmm. to be a season. And I think everybody who follows the CFL and, and knew, you know, this is not the CFL of 96 and, and earlier where they had to, you know, they had to borrow $3 million from the, from the NFL to help with uh, advertising and, 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 uh, and whatever, whatever, whatever else they did with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this like indoor football, it's a league. It's a gate-driven league. They they mm-hmm. really could not go another season, and they weren't going to be playing without fans. So they did what they could do, right? You know, depending on where you lived in the country, you were either limited by the uh, what the province allowed in these stadiums, or like Winnipeg did it first. Uh, they were the first ones to have uh, to say that you had to be fully vaccinated in order to go to go into the stadium, and that worked. Right. That that, mm-hmm. that, that works. So I was always hopeful. Uh, I was, I'm glad that at least there were 14 games this year, um, right. you know, cause in 2020, they had been talking about even an eight game season, if they were going to do that or nine game season. Yeah. They're going to have like a eight or six or eight game season in, in a bubble. I think yeah. either Winnipeg or for what, it, for what it would have worked. Uh, what I thought would have worked was having a Western bubble in BC and having an Eastern bubble in Toronto. And then the gray cup would be neutral site somewhere like saskatchewan or winnipeg yeah i i say i mean it never really came to obviously to fruition so it's it, it canceled the season but i was happy yeah. that there was a season you know i don't I don't, you know we're still social distancing i think we did for, for the entire year in montreal mm-hmm. um with, with the addition of the vaccine passport you have to have it in order to get in um mm-hmm. and i wouldn't be surprised if that cut down on the fans too but you look at the you know Usually at this time of the year, we're all we're getting ready for Grey Cup, and yeah. the Alouettes are going to have their you know as we're taping this, the Alouettes are going to be having um, their last home game, which is happens to be their last regular season game this year. Uh, mm-hmm. This will be the late the latest home finale that the Owls have ever had in their history, right. and, and we're talking you know we're going to be talking the, basically the latter half of, of November. Yeah, so. I think, and you know, could it could it have been better? Could Fakaz have been better? Yeah, I'm sure. But you know, the weather's been weird, dude. Yeah. Besides, I I I understand people could say suck it up. You look at the you know, you look in Green Bay the other day. I think it was snowing the other day, or it had snowed, and we've seen worse weather. But you know, a Friday game. I'm glad it means something, by the way. A Friday mm-hmm. game that is going to mean something at seven thirty. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> at potentially five degrees Celsius or lower at, at kickoff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
it's if the game didn't mean anything, I got a feeling a lot less would show up. So it's I, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm happy that it's there. Mm-hmm. I just don't like these weird start times. I mean, it's again, I'm glad it means something because hopefully yeah. a lot more people will show up. Yeah, because but, I, I but think, we've had rain. We've had rain galore. We had one day game technically yeah. this year. Yeah, we because I think we we I mean obviously being on the same basically coast time zone climate yeah. <laughs> climate air climate temperate climate area yeah. yeah we experienced a lot of the same weather you did a lot of rain this past summer and it was mm-hmm. just absolutely and and in the fall too it continued into the fall so yeah it you know, hopefully doesn't turn into snow for the for the winter but we'll see um stranger things have happened but um but yeah what's your what's your yeah, going forward for the league i i suspect they're probably going to go to a uh, back to the 18 game schedule next year i I, your... I i i would i would i would be surprised if they don't okay okay now what are your biggest hopes and what's your what are your biggest fears for the cfl in particular well they uh, you know i i think i think a good analogy of what's happening this year is you know that and you know this um you know with thursday night football um, that tried to become their thing where they would mm-hmm. introduce, you know, for the fans and stuff like that, you know, they had this ca- Canadian group, the rec laws come in and their song uh, for the game itself, you know, kind of similar to what they do for Monday night football. And, you know, let's, you know, who, who sings or, or, or Sunday night football, same thing. Who sings it for Sunday night football? Carrie Underwood. Yeah. 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 So, so, so it was something similar like that, mm-hmm. but the rec laws were, they be you know, they actually had a half. They had a, I liked it. They had a good song. Mm-hmm. Long live the night, and it got enough airplay. But the thing is, this year they did, they kind of did the same thing where they brought somebody else in. But the problem is, it's intro or you know, every time they go to a commercial, it's the same damn song. I don't need yeah. to hear this song. I don't care if it's a song <laughs> if it's if it's the song of the season. You need to play something else. Yeah, you need different bumper music like they do with Fox and C- CBS something, and, the, and NBC and the, and the NFL. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. I agree. Because if you know if you're tied into, you know, into Sony Canada, Sony Music Canada, bring some others in. You know, or, mm-hmm. or whoever the record laws are a part of, or whoever this other guy is a part of. You know, you know, bring bring them in and give them more. Give the Canadian, you know, people their exposure, you know, the musicians their exposure. They need. There are some few things that I think they need to, to improve on. I mean, it's it's been I think been well known that they really you know it's been hard to it's been hard when it comes to advertising. It's been hard to getting new people out there. They just need to do something, and I, I don't know what they what they're going to be able to do because they need to bring in more. They bring in they need to bring in new fans. Yeah, they got to bring in new fans, and I, I don't know. I, I it's. Obviously, these teams need to start making money again. Mm-hmm. COVID, you know, COVID kind of killed that. I mean, the Alouettes come in, you know, with their very you know, first year of a new ownership. Technically, it's the second year, but it's really the first year. Right. Um, you know, I think there, there are many things that the CFL needs to do. Maybe they, maybe, they, maybe they need to bring in like a CBC or, or, a, uh, or a Sportsnet to do some, some television. But, you know, yeah, they, I, they, they, get, you. they get good money. Mm-hmm. From their contract with TSN and Bell, you know enough so that they're able to pay pay the the the, the entire year of salary. So, mm-hmm. so that was, that was one of my questions that I need. To, I wanted to ask. Do you think they need more? They need to present the product that it can be competed for for rights, like the NFL does with all their 
billions upon billions of dollars with the four major networks here? Well, I think it depends on what they want to pay. But the thing is, as I said, they're making six million. Each team is making six million, which isn't mm. bad. I mean, it's not it's not NFL money. Right. But there's there are only certain things. I mean, the CBC is controlled by you know is not controlled, but it's the CBC is funded by the by the federal government. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they've had to cut stuff already, including most of their you know most of their sports coverage. Um, right. The uh, Sportsnet is Rogers, yep. and obviously Rogers is is big right now when it comes to the to the NHL. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I you know, and it kind of would be weird too, considering that the Toronto Argonauts are owned by. You know, Rogers. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. are they partially sports, owned by, by ML, MLSC? Yeah. Maple Leaf Leafs. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Sorry, Major. Yeah. Yeah. Maple Leaf. So it's like, I think it's like any, I don't want to call the CFL minor league because, you, you know, you got, you have quarterbacks are making $500,000 a year. So that to me, that's not minor mm-hmm. league money. No. So, no. you know, a niche sport needs to, in order to, you know, the niche sport that's been around for more than a hundred years, they still have to do some things right. There's, they still, there still have to be some improvements, but it's just a matter of what they're going to do. So. And now I'm going to actually conclude my, our time with this one question and you may chuckle a bit. You may completely blow your lid off when I ask you this question. <laughs> NFL and NFL and Canada. I know that this, NFL has, Rumored to be said that they're going to expand another four teams by the year 2025, 2030, I think they said. Mm-hmm. And one of the teams that they, uh, as rumored to be one of those expansion teams, is Toronto. Mm-hmm. Would an NFL team in Toronto absolutely kill the CFL? Or do you think it's not going to, it's, it's just, I'll believe it when I see it? I can't believe it when I see it. Mm. It's, it's been like that for years. You know, it's, I think they were saying that so they would have to build a new stadium. Rogers right. Center is not up there, you know, even though it's been improved. Rogers Center has been around since, you know, since the uh, 89. Yes, it's 89. Yeah. Um, it's baseball only. So yeah. I think they were talking somewhere in the nutball amount of between one to two billion to bring an NFL franchise here. I think that's what I heard. Yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> so, and the question is, where would you build the stadium? I think, you know, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I'll believe it when I see it. But, you know, this, either way, the CFL still needs to, still needs to, to perk up and, and, and take a look because it's not just the, it wouldn't be just the, just the NFL. It's also these other leagues that are, seem to be coming and going, you know, really, you know, you know the XFL and now XFL 3.0 or whatever the heck's going to happen and stuff like two, that. So. I call it 2.5. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, but yeah, I say, again, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe I have it a follow-up question. Now I have a follow-up question because I started in my head. Which comes first? Which comes first to Canada? NFL in Toronto or Major League Baseball comes back to Montreal? Wow. Major, <laughs> Major League Baseball to Montreal. Okay. And do they get an expansion team or do, does a team relocate there? I think I, I well, first we need a stadium because um, playing at the Big O is just horrible. Um, yes, I agree. <laughs> I, I um, you know, I would not be surprised if this Tampa Bay thing just it starts off with the Tampa Bay thing where they split, they split the home season, uh, the, the home, uh, the home schedule. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. And I, then from yeah. there, I think a team would relocate. 
Fair I think enough. Team, yeah, I think your team will relocate. Fair enough. All right, my friend. Well, Tim Capper, thank you again for joining me on this uh, edition of Friends with Ryan on No Credentials Required. Where can the people find you? If they want to talk CFL, if they want to talk arena football, if they want to talk about Quebec in general, (laughs) or just or Canada or Canada sports in general, where can people find you? Uh, probably the best thing to do is head over to Twitter. You can catch me there. Um, my personal account is at Repact. It's R-E-P-P-A-C-T. And if you want to listen to the uh, the Owitz Flight Deck podcast, which I host with my friend, uh, my friend Cliffy D. Uh, Cliffy D. Can, yeah, you can catch shout us. To on, Cl- shout out to Cliffy. <laughs> yep. You can uh, uh, look us up over at Alouette's FL Deck or do a search for uh, Alouette's Flight Deck on any of the uh, any of the podcast hosts. You'll be able to find us there. It's true. And you have very fine, uh, very fine gear as well on their yes. uh, on their shop. I have a T-shirt of my own, and which I will have to pay that. I'll have to pay back that favor. Not the Colonel Crunchers Required has a store now, so I'll pay, yes, I'll that's true. Pay yes. back the favor. Yep, <laughs> I'll repay the favor. All right. Well, thanks again, Tim. We're we'll back in just a second. This is no credentials required. And once again, I want to thank my friend Tim Capper for being on this week's Friends with Ryan interview. And we're going to close things up. Before I do that, I just wanted to remind you, first of all, about our bonfire store. You can buy some apparel to support the show, whether it be a t-shirt, a baseball t-shirt, a hoodie, a women's wear. You can find that stuff on bonfire.com. Just search for No Credentials Required and all the gear will come up. It also includes our No Shave November fundraiser, where all the proceeds, all the profits from the sale will go to No Shave November, which is an organization that helps support the fight against cancer through cancer research funding. And before I close, just also want to remind you about our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR, and on YouTube, just search for No Credentials Required. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. And on the podcast side, subscribe, leave a review, five-star rating on any available podcast platform. Again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, Amazon Music, Podchaser, iHeartRadio, wherever you find podcasts. So thanks again for joining me this week on the No Credentials Required Friends with Ryan interview. And until next time, we'll see you around the Mighty 518. of Joseph McDade. Check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.